0: God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing.
1: This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. Slider for the lead and the win. He had the Cookman drag race to the line. Who got it? Give it to Rico. With your host... NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right, I got black out there. All oh, that stupid ass yeah. flagman. They got a dumb ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food.
0: look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfectly.
1: Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food.
0: When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm up and I, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken.
1: It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett.
0: Welcome to the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. I am live from Berlin Raceway. Can you see? Can you see the stands here in Martin, I can, Michigan? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what? A, maybe I should maybe I should step outside here, D Welch. Heavy lunch, D Welch for you. Sorry, I'm on the phone today. Uh... It was a little late arriving in to Berlin, but 35 miles from my house. Oh, uh, what a beautiful racetrack! I can't wait to get some sip shine margaritas. Oh, it's gonna be so beautiful. Thirty thousand dollar late model super super late model race happening at uh, Berlin Raceway for Battle of Berlin. Now that I'm done with that promo, let's get on with the show. D Welsh, what have you been up to?
1: Just moving houses again. So. That's been
0: Congratulations, my agenda son. the last
1: few days. Yeah, thanks. Pretty cool. So hopefully everything uh, everything goes smoothly. You know, the first few months here, and we can get in and get settled and off to the races.
0: You're officially old now. You have a house. So that's right. That's right. you know, it's not an in indie. It's not you know, it's not very close to me. But it's still in Charlotte, but that's okay.
1: You know, we're not well. You sold a perfectly good house that you had in North Carolina, so
0: I don't know what to tell you.
1: We're not, uh, we're not bitter or
0: anything. No, look at, look at West Michigan. Why would, why would I want to be anywhere else? It's so beautiful. i was gonna here. say it's probably
1: a lot, it's probably a lot nicer there than it is down here.
0: <laughs> 70 degrees today. Eric Jones walking by. What's up? What's up, son? Yeah, you know, William Byron there. What's up, boys? So, yeah, they're here at uh, Berlin tonight. No, uh, we're gonna talk to Buddy Kofoid today. He won the BC 39. He's actually, I think Richie, Richie Murray from USAC was telling me, um, they've had a different winner every single year for this race. And I believe a different car owner too, right? Cause this is first, this is for, uh, Keith Coon's first, uh, BC 39 as well. Um, then Bray Bacon won one and, and Zeb Wise won, won one, right? And then, uh, is that the only three others?
1: Yeah, I was who I was trying. Brady won the first year, but I couldn't. Who won the second year? I don't remember. In twenty nineteen, wasn't it Zeb? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And
0: then they didn't race twenty twenty, right? Yeah, and then Larson won last year. And Larson won last year. Yep, with Chad Boat, and then now Keith Coons. So yep, it was Clawson, uh Frank Manafort, right? Owned Brady's car when he yep. won it. Yep. Yep. Um, so Clawson, Frank Manafort. Um, well, and then chad boat of course with larson and now keith coons yeah so four different car owners four different winners of the ims and a buddy obviously a very worthy winner you know one of the best in midget racing right now beat kyle larson in a prelim at the chili bowl um he's a he's a, a you know a budding rising star in both sprint car racing and already a star in midget racing probably you know has a good shot to win a second championship in a row with usac and gonna go down as one of the best midget racers ever probably if you continues to keep running midgets, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, it's funny. He's 20 years old, and he's been racing for, like, six or seven years. You know, like, I remember I went to Calistoga in 2017, so five years ago, you know, and he was racing racing non-wing sprint cars around Calistoga. That was the first time I'd heard of him. Um, you know, so he's been racing a long time, you know, despite his young age. But, yeah, he's already already one of the best and and is only going to continue to get better as he gets older.
0: I thought it was cool how meaningful he thought it was to win an IMS to a kid from California. Um, you know, probably watch Jeff Gordon win there. And, and you know, these guys who moved to the Midwest understand the history and, um, you know, the tradition that, you know, the Midwest carries when it comes to, you know, racing anywhere around the IMS uh, or inside IMS, right? Like um, it's a mini four racetrack. When you win an IMS, you go down in history. I mean, you just saw, this past week, um, you know, they took pictures with every single NASCAR and IndyCar winner, right? Did you see that on the front stretch, D Welch? Like if you win yeah. at IMS, you're automatically in like a fraternity that I will never get into. And no, you know, a lot of people will never get into because we're not cool enough.
1: Yeah, no, and it's and it's a good point, you know, and, and yeah, I thought it was great that, you know, Buddy had that much, you know, reverence for that place despite not growing up there. Cause guys like you and I that grew up in the Midwest, you know, it's, it's obviously, the, you know, the coolest place in the world does. But, you know, a lot of times it's just hard for people to understand why it's so important if you're not from here. But for Buddy to um, have that appreciation at 20 years old, uh, I thought it was super cool. And, um, and you're right too, you know, it's, IMS does a great job and, and Doug Bowles and, and everybody kind of spearheads that effort to just make sure that the midget race winners get included as, race winners at the speedway you know because that's i mean realistically you are you're not on the big track obviously but you are a race winner there and um i think it's awesome that they you know that the track makes it a priority to make those guys feel valued and feel important that do win there
0: for sure well we aren't gonna hang around here much time for the you know a lot for the open uh d welch has to get back to packing and i have to get to working here at berlin so let's do our Sun Dollar restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by Sun Dollar restoration we're not going to go through all of the winners this week if you can't find them my favorite um actually my favorite site to go to is tjslideways.com he has um uh, like a winner's list that he posts at the beginning of each week uh also flowracing.com posts all of the articles of all the winners that have either happened on flow or you know in a lot of uh, a lot of other streams as well but um our friends at Sundollar will help you with water, fire, mold restoration in the greater uh, Indianapolis area. They're based in Carmel, Indiana. Um, they, you know, they also are supporting racing, which I love. You know, They, they help Dev Wise and they help Dylan and uh, a few others uh, with their racing careers, and that's really cool. So uh, Sundollar.net is where you can find them. Who is your Sundollar Hatshag of the Week, D-Welch? Have you been thinking about this this week?
1: I have. I'm going with Russ Gamester, who finished fifth, at Toledo in the Silver Crown race. It was his first top five in a Silver Crown car since October, 2012, when he finished third at Terre Haute. Um, so I just thought that was, you know, Russ ran the BC 39 too, you know, and then loaded up and jumped in the Silver Crown car and and raced on Saturday night at Toledo and, um I don't, I don't know how old he is now, but obviously he won the Midget Championship in 1989, so he's been around a long time, uh, and he's still getting it done, you know, still out there trying in the Midget, and, and you know, still competitive in the Silver Crown car, so I thought that was awesome.
0: Russ Gamester still doing it, getting the hat shake from uh, old D. Welch. Um, I know he didn't win, but the, the moment of the week at the BC39 was Cannon McIntosh flipping in his heat race and landing on all four wheels and then driving back up to the Front in his heat race and finishing second saving his entire weekend nearly putting themselves in a chance to win the bc39 i believe they led the most laps and they uh you know waged war with buddy gopwood it was a tremendous battle one that will go down in the history books is one of the best midget races of all time i believe um but it was a tremendous you know feat to watch and i think Cannon deserves a hat shake uh not only for landing on all four wheels but driving back to the front and putting himself in position to win one of the biggest midget races of the year um, he's got to be like, uh, you know, he's really good in Tulsa. Like he could be a, a potential, you know, Chili Bowl, you know, top fiver. You know, I, I would say like a top five favorite, if you will. You know, going to that building, um, if Sebel and Larson show up um, as favorites, obviously. But Cannon and Buddy and those guys are just right there nipping at their heels. Um, Cannon's had a great year in the midget car.
1: Yeah, it seems like Cannon's finally kind of got his stuff rolling the right direction. You know, him and Robert Dalby have uh, been working together for a while now, but. Seems like they've they've found something, you know. They've they've been been a little more consistent, it seems like, and have been good. And, and he, yeah, Cannon's always a threat at Chili Bowl. You know, he's always been good there. And um, dude just stands on the gas. Like that's he's just gonna outgas people nine times out of ten. You know what I mean? So um, he's he's a threat everywhere.
0: Yep, that's flying everywhere. Cannon, and of course, if you give one to Cannon, you got to give one to Buddy because uh, you know he won the race and got the kiss of the bricks. He and Jared. Um, you know, got to kiss the bricks, and we're gonna ask what they taste like. Uh, coming up next, right? Uh, buddy Kilvoy right. is on the other line. We also are presented by Dirt Draft and DirtDraft.com. Play along. Um, you know, you can play at the Knoxville Nationals, of course, the biggest week of sprint car racing in all of the world happening this week. Um, just last night, Larson finally won a race in a sprint car. Um, what twenty one thousand dollars front row challenge? I might have, you know. I mean he hasn't been winning very much, right? I mean we can't, we, I mean, should we give him a hat shake? Like, you know, he, he never really gets hat shakes because he's he's always winning, but I mean, this last two or three months, I mean, it's been a little low low cold. No, he's he won a micro race. Like, what else has he won?
1: Yeah, not much, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's got enough hats.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm just fine. <laughs> he's he's definitely gonna say something to me at Linga Park about that uh but yes the high limit series Lincoln Park Speedway Tuesday after Knoxville you're coming back from Iowa you're driving back to Pennsylvania you know what stop at Indiana you know stop in Indiana stop in Indianapolis Lincoln Park Speedway is a badass racetrack it's one of my favorite racetracks in all the country and to put wing cars on there D Welch you can't miss it right you're going to be there announcing it are
1: you aren't you excited I am yeah I'm yeah I'm very excited to get back to announcing a dirt race and Uh, Me and Dustin Jarrett and Haley Shanley will be on the call for Flow Racing. So if you can't make it, check us out on Flow Tuesday night. It'll be be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great show.
0: My fat ass will be there with the camera. um, And we will be bringing you content from, in my estimation, one of the greatest racetracks uh, in Indy. They, you know, and we're going to talk to Buddy about how how great the track is. He's going to be there as well. Let's talk to Coe He is next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. We're joined by the newest winner at IMS, BC 39, Buddy Kofoid, who's been running a sprint car out in Iowa, uh, last night at the Front Row Challenge and, uh, getting ready to take on the Knoxville Nationals. First off, congrats on the win. I know that was a big one for you guys. You talked about all week long, kissing the bricks and you, and you did it. Um, did they taste good? Were you know, was it, was it a good kiss? Yeah, it was definitely a
2: a good kiss. It was, um, you know, like I said, it was one that I I wanted to do. Um, you know, going into the week, I told Jared, like, you know, I want to kiss the bricks this week, and then you know, I said in my interview before I got in the car for the feature, I told uh, Jared, my crew chief, and Shane, my car chief, I said, I walked in and said, hey, I still want to kiss the bricks. They're like, yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we were able to do it. Um, it was a really fun race, and you know as you know I race obviously but being I'm you know I'm a fan of of all racing, so like just watching it over and over again, partly because it's me but also like it's such such a good race to watch and um you know it was clean and you know we never touched and you know it was crazy on the fence and then you know throwing bombs and it, I don't know it was just really cool and um, you know one that I won't forget, so I'm glad that I was one to come out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean Midget Racing right has kind of been getting a bad rap lately for, you know, for one reason or another and you guys that was as good as it gets right there and and um the track was obviously super technical and the cushion was just weird and it was, you know, it was like it was like a Millbridge cushion almost where you kind of ramped up the wall and and could get going. So how when you were coming through the field did you kind of figure out that that was the best line for your car to you know literally just ramp almost ramp it off the wall and, and kind of shoot down the straightaway like you were doing yeah i
2: guess so i'll go back you know at first they had the track rework and the dirt there is really weird like you know it, they work it enough and then it's fast and then it'll go to dust and then it goes straight to slick where you pretty much have to bang off the fence and you know, there was a while where I think we ran 20-something laps, like where I wasn't even on the fence of the 39 laps. You know, at least 20, 20 to 25 of them, was I was running middle bottom, just waiting for it to, to slick off and, and widen out. And for a while, I didn't think it would ever get there. So I started sixth and was like fourth and fifth, bouncing back and forth. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'll be able to get there down here. And, you know, I really didn't feel that good early like my car i feel like thrives on a cushion or where i can just bang against something and i feel like that's kind of my strong suit as well um but then i saw mitchell kind of move up there and he was about even with dom who's you know really good on the bottom and i felt like i could run it better than mitchell so i figured it was about time that i move up and um you know i think i was fifth and then once you know, I first moved up, I lost a spot to Brady. And then once I got my, my momentum up, I think there was a point where I went six to second in like three or four laps in a row. So I figured that was the place that I needed to be. And, um, you know, it was really weird. There's like a, a hole, like a, almost like a roller, I would call it, before you get to the cushion in a one and two. So I'm like, well, if I can put my right side tires over it on entry, then I won't get tight before I get to the wall and throw the nose. So then I just started running the right front into the wall, basically, and trying to ramp it all the way around. Then I figured, well, if it works down here, maybe it'll work in three and four. And sure enough, it, it did. And um, you know, even despite being, you know, I was probably too tight to be up there, but I just started running it like a wing car and just kind of was trail breaking it, trying to keep it planted and not get tight. And it, luckily, it worked out. I figured something out.
0: I think you said in your post-race interview, you know, I just decided I got to rip the fence. And if I crash, I crash. Who gives a it, right? Like Mitchell Moles bit one pretty hard doing the same thing. I mean, like it's a fine line and Cannon flipped the other day, you know, in yeah. that race. Like, you know, like if you are tight and you hit that cushion, like you could go over. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I um, You know, thinking back now, I, I feel like IMS, that's probably when it gets to that state, at least, I feel like that's probably the most technical track we probably see all year now that I think about it. Like, you know, you don't really get a track where it's right around the tires, slow, and then all of a sudden it'll move all the way back up to the fence where you got to literally bang off the fence. And I was, there was a couple of times I, on accident, I was probably on top of the fence, you know, not even <laughs> touching the cushion. That was, wasn't even on purpose. It just kind of happened on accident a couple of times and I, I got lucky, but... You know, early, like, I was trying, when the track was still pretty wet in the feature, I would try and move up, and there was a hole in a three. And, like, I felt really soft in the back. And I got over it a couple times, or got through it, and, like, started bouncing, and, like, caught the frame. I'm like, oh, you know, we're kind of tight right (laughs) now. You know, too too much to do that. I'm like, oh, man, hopefully it's not, you know, this bad when it slicks off and it slows down. But luckily, when it slowed down and slicked off, you know, I could run through it better, and I could be higher. And and then I started to run straight, basically, like, like I said, like a wing car. And that took care of almost all of that, um, where I think what you saw with Mitchell, he probably wasn't as soft on the right rear like I was, but he backed it in, and then it probably caught the bounce, and then um, probably just caught the cushion once he bounced up to it, where I was probably a little bit more cautious, but then I was able to make speed by being cautiously straight if you will
1: you're from california and obviously i mean that that track and that facility means a lot to a lot of people but why given your background and where you grew up why was that race one that you wanted to win so bad um you know i think just because it's ims
2: and you know growing up in california you know you look out to like, you look up to places like that or, you know, even like a Knoxville or Eldora or, like I said, IMS or Daytona, places that aren't close to you and that you watch on TV because I guess it's not somewhere you can physically go to or that you're close to. Like, I would, so I would kind of, I guess, assume maybe people that grew up in Indiana, this feeling of IMS is probably different than someone who grew up outside of the state, I think. So I think that makes it more special just because that's somewhere like, you know, like people drive by IMS every day, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and like for me, like that was never a possibility. So going there for the first time when I raced, uh, last year was the first time I had ever seen it. So that made it special in itself. But then going there again, you know, I didn't have a cast on and I felt like I was better than I ever was. Um, and I feel like our cars have been better than they've ever been, so that made it more special because I knew that this was probably our best chance and also you know the meaning of it with Brian and um everything that he's done and you know it's funny i I've never met brian and i I told Tim in victory lane I was like man i I said hopefully this isn't too. Much to say, but I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have met Brian, and I think that would have made it even more special. But I think it's also equally special just because I haven't known him and the impact that he has on racing in general, and for what it means to me, it makes it even better too. So
1: That's awesome. it's just the whole sure.
2: atmosphere. It's hard to explain, I guess. It's just you know, it's it's IMS, and you know everything that it stands for. You know, you look around and you're in pretty much the mecca of motorsports
0: i think it's i think it's cool how doug and and ims and the tradition you know they um they care about winners right like once you're a winner at ims you're almost in a fraternity right like you know and you know like it gets you get goosebumps like when the drivers meeting when they talk about you know you know tony Cannon and elio castroneves and aj Foyt and all these guys have won here and so is Mm -hmm you know, Buddy Kofoy, and so is Zeb Wise, and, you know, that's that's a really cool thing, I think, and that kind of means a lot, and I think, not just putting the money aside, I mean, it's one of the richest midget, midget races, obviously, but it's yeah. it's getting to the status of the Chili Bull as far as, um you know, second or third biggest midget race in the world, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, I guess, you know, first off, like, back to the drives being, like you said, they give out those challenge coins. And when I got it uh, the other day, I was like, "Man, I want my face to be on this challenge coin next year when they hand them out." And I was like, "That was just a little thing for me, like just all the little things that just added up." Like, it was like, "Man, I wanted to kiss the bricks. I wanted my face on the challenge coin. I wanted to be able to say that I've won." i IMF. and uh, you know, now I, I've done all those things, and and my face will be on the challenge coin. But like you said, um you know, when you win at IMS, I feel like, you know, you're recognized pretty well for it. um, And they don't let you forget that. But also I feel like they remind people or they remind everyone that like, you know, that's a guy that has done something good there. But also back to what you said about the prestige of it. I feel like, you know, Turkey night's obviously really big. And for me, like four crown this year is like probably the top of my list or one of the probably of the top one of the top places I wanna win at for outdoor midget racing. Um just cause it's Eldora and I haven't won there yet. And the Four Crown to me is a is a big deal and you know, this year I'll be in at least three cars there for sure. Um but then the history that Kick Am has had there uh, makes me wanna win there really bad. But I would say C39 is probably if it's not the most prestigious outdoor midget race it's got to be the second most um but I would think it's got to be up there number 1
1: Yep, you're getting ready to run another pretty prestigious outdoor race this week too with the uh the Wing Sprint car obviously at Knoxville so um tell us about that, you know, just remind people who you're running for, what night you run and, and, you know, kind of what you're looking forward to about this week. Yeah. So,
2: um, is you know, finally the first time I've been able to run the nationals. Um, you know, I was supposed to do it last year and then I got hurt and I just figured that it wasn't a good idea to not race a race like this a hundred percent. Um, so it just never really worked out, but then, so when I ran the truck race at Knoxville, like, oh, you know, like people ask, like, oh, how many times you've been here? Like, you know, what's this place race like? I'm like, oh, well, I haven't been here before. <laughs> They're like, are you serious? I'm like, uh yeah. So the, the truck race was actually my first race at Knoxville. And then, you know, thankfully I've gotten to run, um, well, three times now. We ran a local show, then we ran an all-star race, and then we ran the Cappy. Um, so, yeah, no, Leighton Crouch has, um, you know, built a really great team you know brad alexander Blake kearns and, and steven riley they've done a really good job and um you know i guess for people that don't know i race with his son brenham on the midget team with keith coons so i've gotten to know leighton through brenham and, and just seeing him at the track and, and he's always talked about building a sprint car team and taking taking it to the next level because he has stuff in texas but nothing on this level and what it will be eventually um so i'm you know excited that he chose me and that you know we can do this together so um but yeah so i race i race my prelim thursday so uh, we go thursday and just keep clicking away and try and try and get it better and just fine tune on the little things and i think uh hopefully we'll be
0: hopefully we'll be pretty good have you have you seen improvements uh, on the you know you mentioned you mentioned, raced a couple nights, um, that track is really hard. Like there are a lot of guys yeah. that go out there and just can't figure it out. But that you know seems like the great guys do. And how, did you feel like you guys got better throughout the couple nights? Yeah, so
2: I feel like we've we've improved. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's not easy, and and you know Brad's fairly new to crew chiefing. Um, you know, and we're all still trying to figure each other out. We've done maybe 15 races as a whole, the team itself. You know, when we won that outlaw race together, that was only our, like our eighth race, I think together. Um, but you know, it's been good. And, um, you know, like I said, we're, you know, it's new for me and because I haven't had the chance or it hasn't worked out where I could come out to Knoxville and just race, um you know, and I would have liked to do a little bit more this year, but it just, you know, with my mid stuff and everything, it's, it's hard, but um, yeah, we're figuring it out. And, you know, I've noticed small improvements and just, it's really is just the little things that make up a huge difference. You know, we have nice cars and and good engines and, um, you know, it's just making the package work, which is, you know, the toughest thing, you know, it's fine tuning here. It could be you know, something, you know, center bars or, you know, the shock stuff is it's, I feel like it's so exaggerated at a place like this where you see it more than like, um, I don't know, like a Lawrenceburg or, or some short track, you know, where maybe that little stuff isn't as crucial. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're trying and we're trying to get it going and, you know, we're getting, I feel like better every time
1: we hit the track as a whole for a new team, you know, and, and somebody like yourself, who's obviously accomplished a lot in, in both wing sprint cars and midgets, obviously too. What's, what's like a reasonable goal for you guys. I mean, what is your goal this week? I mean, is it make the show on Saturday? Like what, what makes it a good week for you guys? Do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, first off, like I said, we've made small improvements, um, or, you know, decent improvements. Um, so, but, you know, there's times where it's been up and it's been down and we're, you know, trying to figure stuff out with this new car now for Knoxville, which has been different than what we've been running. Um, but, you know, I'd love to, well, making the show would be huge first off. Um, I guess that would be the high school be making the show, but also just getting our car better every time we hit the track, you know, for, you know, hot laps and then maybe qualify a little, we picked up our qualifying, which is huge and. Um, hopefully qualify a little bit better and then just get it better when it's time to race. And then that'll help me better myself. But um, so I guess all of that and then, you know, making the show would be huge and then just scroll from there and just try and put together a good finish and hopefully get rookie of the year for
0: Knoxville. Will you guys come back and race the high limit series race on Tuesday at Lincoln park?
2: Uh, we plan on
0: being there. Yeah. Good. Are you excited about a series like that? That's kind of going kind to of, kind of, you know, pop around locally. You know, you guys aren't running for points, and um, that's some big money for you know a very short series
2: that you have to follow for that wing car. Yeah, and no, I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, you know it, you know I love racing, and and it just gives us more chances to race more since it's during the week, um, where typically there's some downtime during the week until Thursday or Friday for most people. Um, so yeah, it gives you a chance to race more and, and, but then also the money is, is really good. And, um, so I think it makes it exciting for what it has the ability to be for sure. So we plan on doing as many as we can, or many, as many as that I'm able to do. I think think it's so cool. Like,
0: Oh, go ahead, Ty. I was just gonna say Lincoln Park is just a badass racetrack, but like putting wing cars there, I mean it's gonna be like a fucking awesome race.
2: Yeah, I've I've only had the chance to run uh midget week there the last three years. Um but I feel like a place like that could actually thrive on wing cars more than the midgets. Like I always feel like so like from midget week to sprint week, I always feel like the Sprint Week races the track is always better and it's wider and and more racy so i feel like that has to do with like the tires and the weight and the car itself of a sprint car makes it that way whereas a midget's you know smaller and not that heavy and they don't have a lot of power so sometimes it's middle to bottom but i always so i guess another example is i ran kokomo in both or actually wing car, non-wing, and midget. And I felt like the non-wing car and the wing car was the best track condition. So I feel like hopefully Putnamville will be the same way. Um, so I think it'll be exciting to run uh, a wing race there. And, you know, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of wing races there in general. So it'll be cool to get back
1: and, and do something like that. I've only got probably one more. And then if you want to jump in, you can. But Buddy, I think it's so cool. How old are you now? you Are are you what? you Are tw- Are you 20, 21? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 20. Okay. So I just think it's awesome that like you're, are you living your dream right now? I mean, like, is this, you know, like six, five, six years ago, like when you were just kind of coming onto the scene as a, you know, young teenager and like you dreamed about, you know, being a race car driver. It's like, you just go, you go into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, then you get to go run your first Knoxville Nationals. And then you know, you're just, you're jumping in all these different cars and running all these different races. Like, is this, uh, it seems like life's pretty good right now for you as a, as a race car driver. Yeah, I definitely can't complain. Um, it's been, been really good.
2: These last, really, since I moved out to the Midwest, um, is when things started to kind of happen for me in a positive way. Um, you know, I'd always wanted to go to The midwest you know in race and in 2018 i was able to to do that a little bit and then i ran good enough to where i got hired full-time by the 11n to do that and then that opened the doors for toyota and, and kkm to follow me on a closer level and um and then once i started running for them and running well then that i feel like opened the door for other stuff and and once I started driving other cars more often, I felt like that made me pretty versatile to where I could, you know, I jump in a Silver Crown car and had a chance to win at Terre Haute until we, you know, broke a front end. But then, you know, this midget season has been really good for me. And then the wing stuff's been good where I, you know, won an outlaw race, which is something I've always wanted to do. And then, um, having gone and run. Non wing stuff yet, so hopefully try and run SmackDown. And I want to win a non wing race, and um, but yeah, then I've gotten to run some truck stuff, so it's been really, really cool. And um, you know, I get to drive for great people like Keith Coons Motorsports, and got to drive for Kyle Bush, and um, you know, all these great people that believe in you. Um, feels good, but also, um, you know, it makes me hungry to perform for them and also to further myself because I, you know, I'm living my dream, but there's still somewhere that I want to move on to at some point, hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Dylan, the only other question I had was, um, I think probably, you know, the fan side of me wants to know, because I already asked Temez, and he says y'all are good, but, like, is that, like, little rivalry there between you two, like, real? Like, you guys have had some really, you know, you know good races you know you know good physical races um but like you know he says you, y'all you are good yeah i mean we're
2: good um you know i feel like unfortunately in midget racing sometimes stuff happens um because it's just such close racing compared to a, a wing car for example where the the dynamic of the racing is different So i feel like you know you don't race as close or it's not as physical, if you will. Um so I guess, you know, sometimes, you know, it happens and it's obviously whether it's on his end or my end, I'm sure it's it's not on purpose if we get into each other or race each other a little too hard. You know, we're just racing to win and, and we have something to prove, you know, he has to win for his crown and I gotta win for mine. And you know, I wanna win a championship and win races and, you know, I know he does too. So sometimes Stuff happens that you don't mean to do, or that just happens in the moment. So, um, I mean, I would say we're good, we don't talk often, but the times we do, it's it's normally good. So, hopefully, we don't have any run ins again. But if we do, then we do, but hopefully, we don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, good answer. That was, re- that was really good. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> no, I've been super fast in the sprint, I'm excited to see what you can do to At the Knoxville Nationals this week, we'll be watching, and uh, then we'll see you at Lincoln Park, right? Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, uh,
2: hopefully this week goes good, but hopefully we'll be talking to you guys at Lincoln Park also as a winner. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that would be sick. Thanks for coming to the show, man.
2: Yep, thank you. Appreciate it.